Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Everything New Sucks podcast, where we dive into the history of everything and decide why it used to be better a long time ago. Uh, you know, uh, I'm here with a special guest, Michael T, and uh, I'm drinking some tea. And tea has been around for a long time, so I support it. Uh, earlier today, Michael, I was playing with some pogs. Uh, I was playing some Kirby on my uh, original Game Boy, listening to some Led Zeppelin records on my record player, and uh, just thinking about how everything used to be better and everything sucks now. Uh, what, what are some things that you have noticed are uh, are sucking compared to how they used to be? Uh, what's sucking is, oh geez, I'm trying to think. Uh, rushing to get the kids out uh, to school on time. <laughs> so they make it. Uh, that was uh, my issue. That sucked this morning. But uh, what else sucks? Um, oh my god, uh, this is a tough one because I usually say, "Hey, everything's awesome." <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you're usually a positive guy, and I'm forcing you okay. to be negative. <laughs> well, this sucks that I can't find something that sucks. So there we go. <laughs> and adult responsibilities suck, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Uh, now I'm getting, I'm getting used to it. I think uh, it's a. Uh, it's something that uh, I have to keep on keep on doing, <laughs> but it's okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. Something else that isn't bad is this podcast, and it's not the Everything New Sucks podcast. It's actually a very positive podcast called the Photo Friends Podcast. Uh, luckily, we're not going to just complain about how new things suck. Although, you know, I do miss uh, old styles of photography and that's what we're going to talk oh, yeah. about today uh with my man michael tan tanalia tanalia oh you didn't even give me a chance <laughs> oh i'm sorry do do it one more time do it one more time i know i know michael it's a different one. Just michael tanalia michael tanalia thank you thank you uh and i am of course your host as always your photographer uh your photo friend jared poirier and I appreciate you guys being here. We've got a great conversation in store for you. Uh, Michael, tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, your life story up until this point being on this podcast. How, how the hell did you end up here on, uh, on this train wreck of a show? Like, basically, you know, what happened? <laughs> it's, an it's, a, it's an interesting story. So I'll try to make it really quick in little, little um, sections. So yeah. I started off, uh, I'm a painter. I've always been a painter. Oh, okay, and, well. Uh, I love oil painting. I've been doing it forever. And I went to an art high school after I graduated the day after I started working for a, a printing company doing quality control as a summer job, like look at magazines, make sure there's no staple mistakes or watermark uh, issues and stuff. And that big printing company owned a studio and that studio would shoot all the catalog for like Sears and Canadian Tire and Shopping Channel. And so I moved over to that studio when uh, my job at the printing was done. And I started off in the shipping department, moved to up to photography department as an assistant. And that was interesting because back then there was, there was no digital and, you know, you know, half of the photographers didn't even have strobe lights. We had tungsten. We're using like those old big Mull Richardson's, the eight fifties and uh, big, like four K's, two K's and stuff. Right. So, and you'd make your scrims out of that uh, uh, diffusion paper, like almost tissue paper. And <laughs> sometimes when you have it too close, it would catch fire which is really interesting, but uh, from the heat from the lights. But uh, from there, I just, um, I learned from awesome photographers that were doing it like 30, 40 years before I was. And they were like, 
these guys could meter a light uh, a set without even a a light meter. They just look at the lights and know by how far they are what the the values they get. So awesome, really great. And so I did that for quite a few years, and then you know eventually, as an assistant, you're always hoping that they would let you like you know take the picture when you know they were busy doing things. So that's how it started. You started taking the pictures, and eventually you know you are a photographer amongst all these other guys that you've been you know working with. So that's what happened. From there, I moved uh, left very organically. Studio, went... eh? That's how it happens yeah. sometimes, you know. That's Absolutely. kind of how yeah. I came into it too, man. That's interesting that you say that. Oh, that you, cool. That you came from uh, more of that painterly background, right? And kind of doing more traditional styles of art. Like that was definitely my upbringing. Uh, my brother is a, a painter as well, so he got oh, me no into way. that really, really young and taking me through some of the discipline that he was learning, like art school stuff, in terms of you know forcing yourself to practice when you don't feel like it and he would even like do things exercises where he would bring me like uh, a model let's say like a, a wolverine or something to draw Right. And then be like, draw this. And he'd put my hand under uh, under a, like a sheet or whatever. So I couldn't see what I was drawing. Right. He'd be like, draw it now and, and stuff like that. Um, so that's yeah, interesting. And then photography, I just stumbled into as well, just being kind of uh, submerged in it with many of my friends, you know, many creative friends that I had who were into photography. Yeah. Actually, one of the reasons why I ended up uh, going Canon, uh, at least until now, I am kind of thinking Sony lately, which is scandalous on this podcast. But uh, you'll love we'll... it. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into that, man. Um, cool. Yeah, we're we're going to talk a little bit about the kind of the differences between film and digital. I think that that's really a unique perspective that you can bring on this podcast. You know, a lot of the people um, who are guests are a little bit younger, a little bit closer to my age. Not that I'm super young, man. I feel like I'm old sometimes, you know, at 30, <laughs> at 31, I have to be careful with myself sometimes. You know, I can't drink oh, as much, awesome. can't drink as much beer as I used to, Michael. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. I know. And you know, going to bed at nine o'clock is the best. <laughs> oh, I love waking up early. That's my other favorite thing. Oh yeah. Uh, and like yeah. getting a bunch of shit done before anybody can bother you as well. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know it. You know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Uh, cool. I do want to I do want to talk a little bit about your your personal history of photography and like the cameras that you've used though I mean we have a little bit of room for for gearhead uh, type of bullshit. <laughs> okay, cool. Because I love talking cameras. So do and, I. So uh, do I. I know we could fill the whole hour just with oh, yeah. uh, with gear bullshit, but we we do want to do it a little bit. When you sent me the list, I was like, send a little behind the scenes for you guys. I said, uh, yeah, send me over the list of the cameras that you had, and then you sent it to me, and kind of uh, I went a little cross-eyed looking at it. I was like, oh boy, okay. I'm sorry. But, uh, I, I thought you ghosted me for a while. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, oh, Jared's not uh, following me anymore. That's... He's not already back. What's going on? Like, <laughs> oh, maybe it's not going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> no, you know what happened, man, is I got really un- into a Lightroom session. I had the, you know, the lights turned down. I had the the right music on. And I, sometimes I oh, put it's in therapy. That's awesome. Sometimes I put that Instagram away for, for five seconds here and there. Right. It does happen. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah. let's get some highlights, man. Like kind of the cool. maybe the overall highlights of some of the best systems, I guess, that you've used. Oh, best. Time. I'd love to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, film wise, I loved my. I start off with F90. Uh, sorry, the F uh, FM old 35 mil camera. Works without a battery. It's just like it's bare bones. It's an awesome camera. Great. But uh, switched over to back in the day to like an F uh, F90. Great. And those are made all, by auto. what manufacturer? Uh, all all Nikon. Yeah, I was on oh, Nikon. Nikon since the start. Since film, you were oh, Nikon. Geez, since film. So Whoa. Nikon was like, I've been with Nikon probably like oh, 30. 
about 30 years. It's crazy. So I had tons oh, of Nikon, Nikon glass everywhere. So uh, I then eventually back in 2000, they came out with the Nikon D1. It went digital, right? So I'm like, this is this is crazy. And I was shooting uh, catalog. Um, and so then the company I was with, we talked about it. We're like, okay, let's buy a Nikon D1 for the company. And at the, at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to buy one too because for my own stuff, for my own photography, because, you know, I do jobs on the side. And so uh, they got one, I got one. Uh, they had my own studio there shooting the, the packaging. And then, so it's like, I found out from Nikon Canada that this was uh, the fourth body that landed in Canada. So I had one and the other people that had it too were like press photographers because they needed it for, you know, getting it out to the wire really quick and it's not. But back then it was only 2.4, 2.4 megapixel it took about 30 seconds after you took a picture for it to buffer and you could see it on this tiny little screen. It's just incredible. I, I've, I still have the camera. Um, and so, but it was the most sophisticated thing that you had back then. And I would shoot catalog with it and people are finding amazing because like you're actually shooting catalog with this. I'm like, yes, because you know, once it gets printed, you can't tell the difference if it shot on film, it was scanned then, you know, from the scanning to being uh, the, the final production. So from there it was incredible. So, just I was uh, for my own stuff. I was shooting my own catalog, and then I would also do uh, back then was weddings. I was doing tons of weddings, and then so when I have uh, meetings with my clients, I was trying to convince them. It's like I've got this digital camera. Can I shoot your wedding digital? They're like everyone was afraid of it. Everyone thought the quality wasn't there. Wow. So at the time, my wife was shooting with me, and she was assisting me too at the weddings. So I said to her, I said, "Here, you shoot with the D1. I'll shoot the film." Yeah. And then we'll tell the clients afterwards. So they come over, you know, they have their, their four by uh, four by six prints. And then I'd also get the digital. Uh, this is a dangerous experiment that you're running here. It was, it was frightening. <laughs> and so then, so then I'd wait for the clients to, you know, go through all the, the pictures. They're like, Oh, this is great. This is awesome. And I'm like, and I always give my negatives. I didn't want to deal with the negatives. I gave them the negatives and I said, here's a CD. And they're like, what's this? I said, well, half your wedding was shot uh, digital. They're like, no way. We're like, yeah, half your album. I said, like, can you tell the difference between digital and film? They're like, no. So then eventually we started weaning people over onto digital. So we do more than half the wedding digital. And then eventually we'd shoot it all digital. So there was no need for this uh, F100 film camera from Nikon anymore. So I bought uh, the Nikon D2H and it was a great camera. Now we're shooting a 4.5 megapixel instead of the 2.4 the two uh, or whatever it was. And it was uh, a lot faster. So then I ended up buying two, one for myself, one for my wife to shoot. Nice. And then that's how it started. It was great. There were great cameras. I still have one left trying to sell it on, uh, on Kijiji is uh, quite uh, the, the challenge. Try but, fa uh, <laughs> Facebook marketplace, maybe, you know, I tried that too. I got rid of one of them, but everyone's like, and it's, it's a mint condition. It has a, yeah. such a low shutter count, you know, and uh, people want me to give it to them for free, but it's like, right. I think eventually yeah. I'm going to have, eventually I have to, because it's like, Maybe I'll do a contest, you know, whoever wants it. <laughs> this is the prize you could use on your uh, we can te design. We'll team up with you. We'll put the full uh, social media might of the podcast behind it. Oh, that would be, that'd be awesome. We'll work on that. <laughs> and then from there, I got um, from the D2Hs, got the D3 right from Nikon Canada. They gave it to me right in the box to test out when they got it. I'm like, this is great. Um, so when I was using the D3, I'm like, well, the D7, the D200, the, sorry, the D2Hs were all right but the quality is so much better on the D3. Then I ended up getting a D700 and the D700 was such my favorite camera out of the whole D7, all the Nikon D um, digital cameras. Great, great camera, great color. 
it was awesome. But the thing that was bothering me that it only had uh, one slot uh, for the card. And that freaked me out because with the D3, I like to shoot with backup. You know, every photographer's nightmare is if a card fails, you know, and you don't have backup. It's only ever happened to me once. Only ever happened once. You know, and I didn't it, lose the whole shoot. I just no, lost eh? one. Oh. I lost a clip. My camera froze and I lost a clip. And I was like, oh man, this is, uh, yeah, scary stuff, you know? It's frightening. It's frightening. Yeah. So after the D3 and D700, uh, I moved over to the brand new at the time was the Nikon D500s. Yeah. And the only, like, they were great cameras. They're awesome. My only mistake was going back to crop sensor. Mm, mm, I went to crop. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's not gonna be such a big deal, and it, it was like, it was, it was. Yeah, it once, you're, for me. once you're used to full frame, that is a tough. Yeah. Like even psychologically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. I, I, like I, I couldn't believe I did it. I'm like, the camera was great, and it worked out really well. It's they were awesome bodies, rugged, awesome yeah. fast, and um, I bought those ones there because of uh, this awesome thing called uh, the Wi-Fi that you could transfer the pictures to your phone right, right away yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And it worked a few times, didn't work most of the times. And I was just devastated. I'm like, and I'd be on the phone with Nikon and my friends at Nikon, like, let's work this out. And hey, like, bro, I, I, I oh. got a tip for you, Michael. Here's a hot tip. If you, you take that, <laughs> Tell you, got, me. you have that uh, DSLR, <laughs> that mirrorless, whatever it is, right? That Wi-Fi is not quite working right, but you want to share that on Instagram right away. What you're going to want to yeah. do, you want to grab that phone, right? Pointed at the back of the screen oh, yeah. there. Yeah. You snap that. Done. Send that to the client. Boom. Saved yourself. Time is money, oh, my yeah. friend. <laughs> no, it's true. You know what? And then <laughs> I would do that too. But then I'm shooting uh, these like these conferences for his clients. And like, you know, the president is speaking. And yeah, then yeah, it worked yeah, out yeah. a few times where they're like, could you send me this so I can send it on Twitter? And it worked. And it was awesome. So yeah. the person speaking, I sent it to my client. She, I could see her on the phone. And then bang, it's out as, you know, everything's happening. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. But then what you, what go... you could never do with uh, film cameras, you know? So to no. go back to our horribly uh, train wreck <laughs> improv at the top there, everything new doesn't suck because uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you can true, always, you, you know, that wasn't really possible with film, I guess. How, how would yeah. that play out in the age of film? You'd have a guy in the back room. And you'd set you run the film over to him or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or we'd just be shooting Polaroids with the Polaroid back on, on yeah. our, our cameras constantly. You know, here, yeah. take this Polaroid, scan it. Yeah. But uh I miss I do miss the days of film. It was awesome. Like just like I've got a fridge full of like transparency film. I've got uh I've got Agfa Scala that I can't get processed anywhere anymore. It's that black and white transparency. It's just beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh, you know what, once you go digital, it's hard, hard to go back. And you, if you right. are, it's it's for your artistic purposes you know or well i i think you can still do a bit of both and i don't think that yeah. film is irrelevant but we'll get into that i do want to finish off the rest of your your camera history you know gear talk gear corner okay cool uh so you know now you've kind of are we getting into the stage where you're getting mirrorless now or oh let's do it let's do okay. it oh All my right. god <laughs> so after that after the nikons and i would at events and everything i'm shooting i'd be seeing these people with sony's i'm like yeah. what is this camera it is so small and I talked to all these video guys doing it and they're talking really great about it. And you know, the specs were awesome. And then, and so I started doing my YouTube research after speaking to all these people at these events. Right. And then, uh, it was just like, I've got to do it. So I went out, I rented, uh, the, um, Sony a seven three from Viztech with a lens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. It changed my life. I got back home. I said to my wife, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. She's like, are you sure you're going to do this? I'm like, I'm absolutely going to do it. She's like, 
this is going to start a whole trend. You're going to have to get rid of all your Nikon glass. This and is you're going to switch everything. This is the exact like, same thing that my girlfriend <laughs> said to me when I was considering it, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then she's like, it's going to be an expensive, <laughs> expensive change. I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to start with just, I'll still keep my Nikon, but I'm just going to just try one, okay, one Sony okay, camera and a Sony okay. lens. Now, I got rid of everything. But you know what? I did get a good price on all my gear. And with Viztech, they've got, when they do their Sony switchover events, yeah. it's actually really good. So I did yeah. it. I switched everything over. I did it with one camera first, and I did it with everything else. Did it wow. in pieces. Now I'm fully Sony. I got a lot of Sony glass. I've got uh, quite a few uh, Sigma lenses. Yeah, switchover but... event. What is that? Oh, like they'll they'll have like you know a trade up uh, Sony trade up events, right? And uh, and they'll you give get, you like, money uh... for your Canon or your Nikon. Ooh, or yeah, whatever. and then they also too like you get uh, like a rebate as well, and you just use that towards their you know your next lens and this okay. and that, and it just. It actually good, worked out worked out really well. When I'm listening, so, I not only do I host this podcast, I also listen to it. So later when yeah. I'm listening to it, I'll be like, oh, that's a great tip. And then I'll yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. The guys at VizTech are awesome for that. And they really helped me out. Trade up. Their their lenses, the lens well, just Sony Sony is awesome. And I love Nikon. Don't get me wrong. I've been with them for forever. And I was waiting for them to get it right with their mirrorless. And I couldn't wait anymore because I'm shooting, I'm just shooting constantly, right? And I want to jump into mirrorless. So I'm like, I'm going to do it with Sony. And Sony's Sony's had their mirrorless out for a very long time. And all their technologies and everything. Like hey, everything, even I'm sure the lens, the sensor in my iPad I'm talking to you through is a yeah. Sony sensor. Everything mm -hmm. is in our phones, very right? Very possible. Mm -hmm. so, so it's it's everywhere. And it just, and one thing I was doing the research is their Wi-Fi connected to their, you know, their app to the phone works all the time. Mm. It works every time for me. So. I'm doing uh, commercial shoots now with uh, tethered wirelessly to my iPad, and it works great. Like wow. my clients, and then you see have right that away. big, you have that big preview screen rather than showing yeah. a little back. Wow, yeah. that's cool. So man. I'll do, I'll shoot tethered like that, or sometimes I'll be on location, I'll uh, tether to my laptop with uh, the Sony and the battery. You leave your camera on all day, and because it's also charging too. The battery's life. You, you never change your battery, and it's on for a full day mm. shoot. When you're connect, connected tethered to the laptop and you're using the Sony software, yeah, it's incredible. Just yeah, it's Canon's incredible. more like the batteries are cheap, but you're gonna be, you know, <laughs> you have to be like uh, RoboCop or Batman or oh, whatever. Yeah. You're strapped like Batman <laughs> with all those all batteries. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then one thing too up. that really, one thing that got me too for the Sony is their eye autofocus. The eye autofocus, it tracks it nonstop. You I've never heard miss that, a shot. Yeah. Like I love to shoot everything at uh, the wide open on the lenses. Like uh, you yeah. know, back in the day with the Nikon, I had a, a 51.4, and you just can't beat 50 at 1.4. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. But when I'm shooting a portrait, I'm breathing, and other person's breathing, and of course you're moving and stuff. Like that. And you know, you out of all the shots, you got a, a handful that are out of focus, just slightly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I know sometimes that bothers me, right? Yeah. But for now me, with that's the Sony, more, that yeah. happens if I'm shooting, you know, because I have still the um, DSLR. Uh, Canon DSLR thing going on. One thing that I do kind of that has attracted me, you you know, towards that Sony side when people talk about the man, I can't, I feel so dirty coming out of my mouth. Anyways, <laughs> um, but the eye, the eye focus, uh, you know, when you're shooting at that super wide aperture, you've got that nice blurred background. But then if the head is slightly turned, you know, of your dog or yeah. your whatever uh, person, I mostly shoot photos of my dog um <laughs> you know what i mean that the other eye will just be that slight little on you yeah Ooh, you know what i mean then, then you thing. do know that you know with sony they yeah. have their animal autofocus i too, know right? that they do it I know is that they incredible do. you know i've got oh, two man. cats 
two dogs and a whole bunch of chickens and it works out great and with a all bunch of us. chickens <laughs> you wouldn't believe uh yeah with my uh iguanas with how good it is <laughs> oh that's cool that's cool yeah that's wicked man it must have been um must have been something serious about about Sony that attracted you over, you know. So that oh, makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. It's interesting too what you were saying, um, just how things have developed. That you kind of see the new thing emerges, right? No one takes it serious, like you were saying yeah. from even from film cameras, thirty-five millimeter format. Everyone, oh, I freaking love it. It's there's not there's going to be nothing better for weddings. Yeah. Fun. Come on, for weddings, come on. Yeah. Now. Right? <laughs> and then, you know, digital came out and everybody was afraid of digital. And now we see the same thing with mirrorless. I was talking to uh, my buddy Christian, who's uh, been a photographer for a long time. And I brought up the idea of upgrading to him and, and he wants to upgrade and stay DSLR. And I was kind of obviously, I was like, wow, if you're going to upgrade, you got to go mirrorless. And his thing was the same. Oh, it's a it's a toy. I don't like the feel. They're so small. But as you're saying now, now yeah. they have evolved and they have gotten a little bit more rugged, kind of taking oh, notes yeah. from the DSLR where they need to, right? Yeah. And they are so powerful. Like, And one big thing I love too is like, you know, carrying two cameras and your pouch full of lenses, like for say, a, if you're doing a 14 hour shoot, yeah, your, your back is cracked, you know, at the end of the day and you're suffering. Right. But now with the, uh, you know, the mirrorless, like it is such a tiny little powerful thing. I even thought of getting it with the grip to make it bulky in this hand, but I'm like, I do like it. I do like having yeah. this tiny little thing. Yeah. My hands are big. You get used to it. You know, there's other ways you can work around it and you learn to hold, hold how to hold the camera and, and um, it works out great. Just having that light, and you, you feel like you shoot more. At, yeah. you know, at that time before, I was like, I was falling out of love with photography because right. I'm like, I could carry this big camera and this big lens. Now it's right. like, I'll walk around all day with two little bodies and a couple lenses and I feel good, you know? So it's it's great. Yeah, you don't want to... Yeah. The, the fewer limitations, right? And, you know, you can take the photo on your phone, but you sacrifice a lot when you do that, right? I, I hate myself yeah. sometimes and I'm like, I get out and shoot a cool photo on my phone and then I'm like, uh-oh, this would be... If I could edit this in Lightroom <laughs> and make it, you know, if it was a raw or yeah. whatever, it would be better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. So I don't know. Maybe there is a specific uh, German word for that, like the fear of when you only brought your phone and you really yeah, want we'll to... Yeah, we'll have to figure it. that out. But we'll work yeah. on that later i'll contact yeah. <laughs> uh my german contacts i'll get them get them on the pod and and we'll find out uh yeah i think it now might be a good time oh this is going well it's going well yeah that's awesome 23 minutes of good content here uh and you know that was gear corner now we kind of want to get into uh <laughs> yeah i guess we kind of already started but the the experience of shooting film versus For shooting sure. digital uh, you've got a very unique perspective to, to bring to that. I'm someone who, you know, when I started shooting, it was DSLRs. It was already digital. I've actually never yeah. shot anything film other than, I guess, uh, like, what do you call those instant cameras? Uh, yes, the Polaroid. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Our, our Polaroid is nothing now. Who does it? Instamax, which is... Um, Instamax, yeah. And that's... Uh, like there's a little Fuji, Fuji one. I think that's yeah, Fuji, Fuji. yeah. Dude, I think Fuji yeah. is killing it with that right now, actually. Oh, yeah. Like, like those, they made a comeback. You know what? Yeah. They made, those kind of cameras made a comeback. You know, back back then, I thought Polaroid, that kind of like system yeah. was going to be gone. And it's like too bad. It was so awesome. I've got Polaroid backs for uh, my cameras. I've got an older Mamiya RB67. So oh, nice. the negative is a six by seven. It's just a honking thing, right? <laughs> and the camera's, the camera's great. The camera is like this big. 
And well, you it's have an to, audio uh, format, ladies and gentlemen. He's showing yeah. a big with his okay, hands. This big. Well, actually, like this big. It's anyways, it's massive. And if you, you have ca- to, if like, it was a fish, you would be proud. You take it home and you say, big. "Look at that!" But every right. time uh, you take a picture, you'd have to advance. So you have to, you know, advance the the uh, the film on the back and then crank the mirror down. And every time you shoot, you have to make sure you do this two step thing and then focus. Right? There's no light meter on it. You'd have to use your old fashioned light meter to right. to see what's going on. And uh, that was it. You know, and uh, I had a Polaroid back for that. So we'd always uh, you'd always shoot a Polaroid before. To see right, what it's right, like, right? right? See, <laughs> see what you're, what you're kind of gonna get, right? You know, you shoot yeah. it. If you're shooting outside on location, huh. it's cold. You'd, you'd shoot it, and then you'd stick it underneath your armpit for a while, right. or you know, tuck <laughs> it somewhere warm, and then you'd, you know, pull, you'd pull the corner for a little bit and see what it looks like. See, is right. it almost ready yet? And then oh, you pull man. it. It's like, you know, it's like, oh great, or oh man, this didn't work out. Yeah, you're. And then you, <laughs> then you'd, uh, if it was good, you'd shoot your film. Then your evidence, film. your evidence of oh. Bigfoot that you were telling me about. Yeah. Remember when <laughs> yes, you exactly. That? And then you, oh, no, it's ruined. <laughs> no, it didn't work out. It's, it's blurred, you know. But um, yeah, you, it's funny. Like when I'd shoot film back in the day, you know, like for example, for a wedding, the most stressful thing is shooting uh, a, a wedding with film because you'd shoot it and you'd have like twelve to fifteen rolls of film for a wedding, which is crazy. It was a huge amount, right? And you take it to the lab, and you give it to the lab, and you trust them, right? And you'd have the film there for two weeks at the lab, hoping to God that nothing happened, that you didn't, nothing happened to the film, right? And I never had a problem with it. But sometimes I'd hear that if the, the lab ever gave you back a free roll of film, they're like, oh, it didn't work out. It's because someone <laughs> would walk into the dark room and turn the lights on and spoil everything. Oh, no. So those were the frightening things back then, right? Yeah. And, uh, it was it was a tr- crazy time where I shot... Uh, I hate to admit this, but the only time I ruined a, a roll of film was uh, I shot this 60th wedding anniversary for an ex-girlfriend back in the day. And I was using two cameras. One was an old Canon EOS. It was auto, right? It, it, it auto-loaded the film. Yeah. And I was using uh, my Nikon FM. So I put film both cameras. And then I'm shooting on the EOS. And it would you know, it'd let you know. It'd wind the film when you're done. But I'm shooting all night on my Nikon FM. Like, this is crazy. I'm like, oh no, I got to check. So I opened up the back really slowly. The leader didn't catch. Oh. So it, I was shooting nothing all night on that. Oh no. <laughs> so <that> was, <laughs> the camera was clicking. It was clicking. It was yeah. going places, but there was nothing. Film They're... didn't catch. So, but at least I had the other camera body. So yeah. I had half the film, right? But uh, those were the interesting things, you know, the panics you had today. You don't have to worry about that, you know, unless you. You don't put a card in your camera and you still have it on demo mode. Always take demo mode off. Oh, it tells you that right away. <laughs> Thing pops up and says, you don't have yeah. a... I always say, don't get too excited. They should say that. Exactly. It should, it should say, don't get too excited. <laughs> There's not yeah. uh, any memory card. You got to buy the memory card, right? If you forgot. Yeah. I will. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. I have so many yeah. of those freaking things, man. Oh, I yeah. start my yeah. own store of, uh, of memory <laughs> cards. Uh, but yeah, in yeah. terms of the, the experience shooting, right? You're kind of bringing up a lot of the downsides of film, which I'm which I'm surprised. I mean, obviously you okay. you mostly shoot digital <laughs> these days, uh, but yes. you know what are some what are some good things about it? What are some things that you could talk good up things? about the experience of shooting oh, film? Uh, you know, I think uh, for my own stuff, like I was, I loved being creative with it. Like, oh man, okay, so I'd set up these little still lifes in the little corner of my house, like you know, doing just doing these still lifes, and uh, you know, I would experiment with like doing multi pops. And I would shoot, you know, have the lights off in the room, and I'd do multi pops, like put colored gels 
on the on the flash and flash the product at each different corner and get different shadows and lights and stuff and it was all done on one sheet of uh you know one exposure it was cool i know you could do the digital today but there was something about film the quality of it like it looks it just looks great and the whole experience that you have to take your time when you're doing it so there's a lot more thinking behind it right not like say you just shoot you don't like exposure you just change it or but back then it's like you it was the artistic side of it you just have to do more thinking more math mm -hmm. involved you know like you know you've got your light set so far your apertures your timing and stuff like that but um i just i missed that the taking the time to be still and thinking about what the light is going to do and the exposures you know yeah, that was one thing that kept coming up as I was uh, reading. Well, let's be honest, watching YouTube videos. I read some stuff. I read some stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, um, just absorbing information, let's say, yeah. uh, you know, around the topic. <laughs> well, that's what some, a lot of people who have shot film and now continue to shoot it a little bit. You know, everyone is kind of forced to do the, the digital yeah. thing, obviously. But that's something that always comes up as the the discipline i guess and like the respect that you need to yeah. have for that film because every moment that you're shooting that's costing money right like every yes. single shot is costing money whereas now that we have digital you can just shoot and shoot you fill up that memory card you know i guess it still costs you money in a way but <laughs> not in, not in the same you know wherever just the time yeah yeah and the ex exposures to your camera i guess but yeah. you know it's not it's not quite the same it's much cheaper, I guess, to uh, to be shooting digital um, in some senses, right? Yeah, yeah. But then you know you shoot you shoot uh, you know yes, I know you can shoot digital and you can emulate what the the old film looked like and stuff. But yeah. it's just uh, it's you know what. And one thing I miss too, it's like, and I I struggle with this. I don't know if you ever struggle with this, but like when you're shooting digital and you're shooting like even stuff of your own, like I'm always just like, oh man, it's just like, it needs to be pin sharp. Everything needs to mm -hmm. be pin sharp now with mm -hmm. digital. Mm -hmm. But if you notice that back in the day when we're shooting film, if you look at like massive billboard ads or even say like, for example, like guests, right? like a guest ad, mm -hmm. like stuff's not in focus. Or old it's movies, old yeah. movies. You can tell that it's even stuff from the eighties and whatnot uh, that people are like physically pulling focus, right? You can tell yeah. that they'll miss a little bit sometimes and you know, it's okay. Like, yeah, we struggle with that. Like I've like, I love, I love Helmut Newton. Love his work. Stuff is incredible. And you look yeah. at, I look, I look, I'm always looking at my, my, my coffee table books of, of his work. And it's like, this is great. Like, why, like, why do we, yes, for your client wants to have pin sharp stuff, but for yeah. our own stuff, like, it's okay if it's sometimes a little bit soft. And yeah. you'd get that with, with film. Mm -hmm. Now with digital, because you're seeing it right away, you can be more critical of mm -hmm. the shot. You're looking at the back of the camera, you're zooming in, you know, you're looking at the eyelashes, like, oh, it's pin sharp. Now you're losing that, uh, the I guess the spontaneousness of. Yeah, I think of, of yeah, that. As I was thinking about it, I was like, kind of what I like to do more is try to bring some of that discipline of the shooting with film, even though I've never done it oddly enough, but I kind of still think about it in that way. Like when I shoot yeah. photos, I don't just like put, turn on burst mode, you know, most of the time, right? If I'm, <laughs> I, and just kind of throw the camera around and shoot and then go through later and be like, you know, number one, you know, that takes a lot of my time if I have to open up, if I have like bring in 200 photos and I have to go through oh, yeah. them, you know, I, and pick out the 10 good ones, I'd rather still treat it a little bit more like it is film and shoot yeah. only, you know, 40 photos that, and I know that they're good ones and I'm confident about them. Then when I bring them in to edit, I'm like, I even remember 
these are the good ones, right? That, oh, go, go find this one and this one. And also I noticed that sometimes, you know, even if the subject is moving or something like uh, a good example, sometimes I shoot in, in restaurants and people cooking and stuff like that. There oh, is that cool, temptation yeah. when you're trying to capture some of that action and the movement to, you know, just turn on that burst and get a billion photos, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> and, oh yeah. You know, Sony yeah. excels in that, that, uh, you know, frames per frames per second thing but i find sometimes my photos are a little bit better when i deliberately pick out a moment and go okay that's my yes. shot boom 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 and maybe yeah. i miss it maybe i'll miss it a couple times and then i'll come through again and and get it and it'll be a better photo than if i you know yeah. didn't really think about it and yeah getting being in the moment and not yeah. just taking that thing for granted that you can just cover all the time everything yeah with digital right yeah and what you're saying is that was the film experience you know you would uh you always had your eye on uh, the the counter, the meter yeah. on, on how much film you're using, right? So right, right, that was right. totally it. Just like, you know, yeah. you're more selective. You take more time to think about what you're going to shoot in the composition and, you know, the moment, right? Right. So like, same like what you're saying too. It's like, I try to, but it's so hard when you can shoot an awesome burst. But then the downside <laughs> is- The temptation is there. <laughs> oh, the processing. Oh my God, the thousands and thousands of photos you got to go through after, right? Yes, and it's all raw, yes. but- Man, like I always try to keep that in the back of my mind. Every shoot, it's like be so, be so, be more selective, take your time with it and stuff. But um, when the client wants that shot and they want it in focus, yeah. And well, obviously, everybody wants it in focus, right? But you know, you're trying to get uh, like the perfect shot, but you know, quite a selection for them. You got to do it. But uh, on my own, when I'm doing like like my street photography, I'm shooting my kids, or I'm shooting like just stuff around. You know, like, yeah, I just want to be more selective not to shoot as much because man, I could shoot like crazy. Like all my, these hard drives behind me, there's not enough space <laughs> in the world. You know it, right? <laughs> Especially with those raws, man, I've got tons of photos. Oh. I was organizing the other day and I was like, okay, I have 10 photos that are called new raws. I don't know what's in them. <laughs> um, I'll put them all in one folder. I'll call that uh, raws and <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Or maybe I have it. You know what? I am, I am an organized person. I have it separated client raws and personal raws. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's an organization yeah. tip for you guys. Um, yeah. To, to speak more to the difference <laughs> of, of digital and, um, you know, and, and film, uh, let's talk a little bit about the, some specifics of, of the shoot. Like I've heard some things about dynamic range, right. Um, in terms of shooting film, uh, being a little bit better sometimes, obviously digital may be catching up or just being a little bit different. Like what, what do you think about that in terms of, you know, getting those really bright, uh, you know, bright, bright areas, dark, dark areas, that high, uh, dynamic range in your photos. What do you think about that? I think, I think it's better in, in digital now, like now just because, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's digital all the way because, you know, yes, you can tweak it afterwards in post-production, but you know, once you in back of the film when you shoot film you meter it and you shoot it and that is it you can't change it unless you scan the transparency afterwards and then you do your post-production that way but right. uh, yeah it's it's got to be digital like there's no way you can compare to that right so, the editing capability with digital yeah. now and then one thing that i do really to cheat it as well uh is do like um stacking in terms of exposures right uh, so i'll yes. take like you know maybe three four five whatever photos starting from super underexposed and then to kind of overexposed right yes and then you yeah. smash them all together later and then you've got like super crushed blacks and super bright yeah. areas and you're like man 
How did, how do you yeah. do that? How do you do that with a DSLR? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah, it's incredible how sometimes. like how far how far that has come because when I got the the when I switched over from uh, film to digital, you know, with the Nikon D1, you had the um, Nikon software and it was good. It was yeah. good. And then, uh, but just how fast everything's come and how good it is because you know you know Apple had uh, their software called uh, Aperture and it was great. I don't know if you ever used it. But uh, okay, so wow, it's it's been a while. So Apple, it was like oh, was I'm just lightning. not an Apple boy, man. I'm, uh, <laughs> Come on! Nope, 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 nope. I got a Lenovo ThinkPad, buddy. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I've never tried it. I've always been Apple since '95, and uh, but uh, I used back then. It was uh, like you know had um, Apple's Aperture, and then I heard about Lightroom, and I, I wasn't yeah. using it. I'm like apple all the way hmm. and then uh one day they just uh, decided to not support it anymore i'm like yeah i can't have oh, this like no. it has to be supported and then i had a buddy that was working with lightroom and i'm like you got to show me how you how to use it he showed it to me it was the best thing in the world so i switched over great right and i've been uh lightroom ever since and now with lightroom on your phone with mobile mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. incredible so now like uh my workflow is i'm migrating over to using an ipad the ipad pro on location with uh, you know, throwing my raw photos into it, editing it on the spot, and then you set up the Dropbox link to the client, and they have it, and it's like you did everything on the spot. How incredible is that? I find it fascinating because coming from you know, running your roll of film down to the lab, waiting two weeks to see it, or yeah. you know, or doing a, a clipping test where it's like yeah. you send the roll of film. I don't know if people know about this anymore, but you'd uh, shoot a roll of film, give it to the lab, be like, I want to do a clip test. So they just develop the first couple of frames. So you'd look at it once it's processed, but they don't develop the rest. And you tell them, okay, I want you to process it, you know, uh, do a stop over or half a stop over, half a stop under. And then they'd process that rest of the roll of the film at that at that uh, setting type of thing, right? Which is really incredible. And now it's like you're shooting, you don't even have to go back to the studio or the office. And it's like your client has all the pictures in a Dropbox link and you are done. So yeah, that's pretty fantastic. For me, it's awesome. It's crazy, crazy. It, it's definitely fast. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You can you can't really beat the you can say everything you want about the artsiness of film. Right. And and everything. Oh, it has that <laughs> certain aesthetic look and things like that. But practicality kind of wins out a lot of the time. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you can still make it look good. And you can with editing, obviously, like if you did want to put the grain back in and things like oh, that. Absolutely. You could. Absolutely. But, yeah. That's one thing, though. I mean, that you can't really I just said that you can you can kind of put in fake grain. But still, there's something about you know, um, skateboard photographers and stuff like that. That's one oh, yeah. area where they're still using uh, film, 35 millimeter. Yeah. A lot of the, even the biggest names in skateboard photography are still using film because it just suits certain things very well. You think about like, yeah. uh, as well, things that are spooky, you know, ghosty photos or uh, oh, yeah. kind of ho- with a horror aesthetic, if that's what you're going for. Yeah. That film is still going to be there for you, right? Or just anything that you want to look like really old, you know? Like yeah. if you're yeah. kind of, if you're shooting an older, I know you've been to Italy and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, not because I do uh, research just <laughs> on your Instagram. So pictures of Italy kind of assumed, unless you just pulled them off a stock website. No, no, it's all, know, it's all mine. It's all I'm mine. <laughs> totally kidding. Obviously they're yours. Um, yeah, they're really nice, really good photos of uh Thank you very much. Italy Thank you. As well. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, before, um, even when I had digital, uh, yeah. I, I would, when I would, we'd travel to Portugal a lot and I still took my film cameras and I would shoot a ton of film 
and I've got binders full of four by six proofs of uh, of Europe, you know, in, in film. And I loved it. I got to I got to search it again, but uh, I've got a fridge full of it still. And it's like people are like, but it's expired. But you know what? You'll get a cool maybe color shift. Something might happen. I will. I would. You know, only when you process it to see what would happen. But now finding places to process it, it's getting a little more difficult. But they're mm-hmm. still there, which is great. Well, as you're we saying, ship in, it out. in yeah. Toronto, we're uh, we're pretty spoiled on that, right? So yes, yeah, yeah. Which is it's it's good. I have uh, I've got uh, four by five sheet film in a box, brand new, still have hasn't been yeah. opened, and it expired in 1981. So wow. I cannot wait. I need to wow. find a four by five camera so I can play with this thing. You know. See, so yeah, you're really the poster child of it because <laughs> you have what two uh, A7 somethings, A7 fours, yeah, I got threes, two uh, A7 threes, and nice. uh, awesome mirrorless bodies. Uh, I totally buy another one. I'm... <laughs> but you still <laughs> go back to you still go back to film for some things. Yeah, like you know, I have a, I've gotten a, uh, like I said, my Mamiya RB67. I love it. Like it's just, it's such a big, beefy camera. Huge, huge negative on that. And uh, I love to shoot transparency. That's my thing. I love shooting you know, like E6 film. And then you know, you could just scan that once you're done. But uh, the colors of the film are, it's incredible in the depth. That's what I'm finding sometimes. But uh, I have never done where I shot where I'd, you know I shoot. I should do that. Is shoot something like on on E6 on transparency scan it shoot the same thing with the the my mirrorless and just see how close you can get it to you know the same by you know doing some post-production to see you know how close you can get you know it'd be interesting yeah. to try a test like that and i think i should do that you've inspired me i'm gonna do this <laughs> <laughs> do a test yeah well you said you already you were already running the earliest tests of uh digital on on your own wedding clients which i can't believe oh yeah <laughs> that's that's going to las vegas and just putting yeah your whole everything your whole uh all of your cameras putting them all on the table <laughs> it was frightening i'm telling you it was yeah, a man. frightening experiment but it worked out yeah. well and uh yeah i'm you know then eventually and it's funny we got to a point where we'd be shooting all digital and then years into shooting the weddings, clients would be saying to us, like, could you shoot a roll of film? Yeah. I'm like, what are you going to do with that? They're like, I don't know, just to have. It's like, and you talk to them, be like, okay, so how do you want it printed? And they would have no idea because right. they've never, they grew up in the digital era, right? So, yeah. And then they kind of romantic t- about it a little bit. And they're like, oh, it'd yeah. be nice to have some film. I'm like, do you have a place you're going to take it to be processed? They're like, uh, I don't know. And then they'd be like, okay, never mind. You don't need to shoot it. Okay, cool. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't even know I'm going to get processed for you. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good tip for everybody too. If you have a, a client who has crazy ideas, just like get them to really ex- start to explain yeah. the ideas. Like I've had people come to me before and say like, we want to have this video where it's like our like represent CEO of the company, let's say. And they're like talking to an animated thing. And I'm like, <gasps> Okay, great. So I'm going to come up with the green screen. Uh, you know, we're going to need all of these ridiculous cameras. We'll have to light it perfectly for yeah. the green screen. And then, okay, so we're going to need some animators to come in later. Oh, we'll need to pre, pre-production. pre We need like 30 hours of pre-production at least to plan out yeah. every single movement. And they're like, oh, okay, well, never mind. I guess we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you, you have to educate the client. Absolutely. Every sure, single man. time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. And just break it down a little bit of, you know, kind of explain what you're going to do with it. And yeah, I don't know, man, it's tough. It's, I don't, I, my goal was never really to come down on a side here. I think it's more just to yeah. kind of explain the differences and maybe inspire people to, you know, try that film thing because, oh, yeah. you know, if you, and there, if you know somebody 
who's a, a film photographer, just borrow their shit, right? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. You've got a buddy say, "Hey man, I'd love to try a film." They're probably excited that you're interested, right? And yeah. they probably just like my buddy Pavel who shoots film. Now I'm finding out all of you guys have your own stash in a fr- there's a oh, yeah. fridge somewhere where your kids are <laughs> oh, like, yeah. "I want to put my chocolate milk," and you're like, "This is Daddy's. Don't put the chocolate milk in there, right?" <laughs> yeah, I got my fridge downstairs. You know, I got massive Ziploc bags full of film and stuff. Yeah. But uh, but the whole thing is though, it's like I've been doing photography for a long time and. I'm still learning. I'm learning every day. I'm learning talking to you about stuff, you know, and that's the best thing about this. It's, it's such an awesome community and you've got an awesome community here where it's like, everyone's just talking and you're learning, you know, I've, I've been watching your, your, uh, your stuff. And I'm like, this is so awesome because you can always learn. And if it's someone fun, says, you know, everything, yeah. no. And they like, you know, when it comes to film, there's so much to learn and then there's digital. And then even like the post-production, like the so Lightroom. Much. Oh my so God. Much, yeah. I'm learning on that stuff every day. It's crazy. Me too. Yeah. They're always, and the thing is too, like with the software, they, they always are changing it, always upgrading it, adding new yep. things that you can learn. And yeah, lots of times I'll find out that like I've been doing this process and someone will say, oh, there's like this whole other thing that you can do. That's way faster. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, let me yeah, try like, that thing. Like what? There's this sky removal. What is this? This is crazy. You know, <laughs> Lightroom and there's all these new features. It's like every yeah, every time yeah. there's a new update and it's just incredible. And then you could do this on your phone. That's incredible. Like, you know, walking around yeah. doing some street photography now. You it's, can get it's, some it's time great. back out of yeah. the office, you know, away from all of the monitors and just sit on, you can sit yeah. on your porch and edit your photos or whatever. Right? It's awesome. Like my favorite thing to do is, you, you know, you go out and shoot. And then you can hang out in a Starbucks, get your coffee, put your headphones on, and you've got your iPad or you got your laptop and you're doing your editing on the spot just for fun. And it's just, it's such an awesome, it's, it's, I think it's therapy for me. It's really great. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I did want to note uh, one more thing too, since I went and looked it up. The resolution, uh, very interesting thing that I learned about resolution. Cause I've always heard of this thing more from the, uh, you know, movies and stuff where they'll talk about, oh, we just put out this new 4K Blu-ray, and then you're like, yeah. oh, 4K Blu-ray. This movie was shot on film. So what is the resolution of film, oh. right? So yeah. uh, I ended up going and looking it up. 35 millimeter film is essentially equivalent to about 87 megapixels in that you would need wow. 87. It kind of is a weird, like everything in photography, they'll be like the simple answer and then the more complicated <laughs> thing. Oh, I guess okay, you yeah. need 87 megapixels to just like capture most of the data of, of 35 millimeter uh, film. So yeah, so that kind of explains that thing of uh, being able to, you know, pull 4K, 8K footage out of those uh, old wow. movies that are shot on film. Pretty interesting. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you need That's a pretty, pretty cool. you need a pretty intense camera by today's standards, you know, 87. Oh, yeah. I don't know. For the Sony A1 maybe is close to that. Uh, some other ones that have yeah. ridiculous yeah. things. But, you know, most, are, most, ca- most uh, mirrorless cameras now are around that kind of 30 30 megapixels 30. is kind of the sweet spot, right? I think that's where you're like, oh, okay, 30, you know, that's yeah. that's usually good. But, you know, over over double that resolution, apparently, with just uh, 35 millimeter film, yeah. so. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm happy with what I've got. I think mine's 24 for the Sony A7. Three, A7 that sounds about three. right. It's, yeah, and you know what? It's more than, than I need. It's beautiful, it's great. You get some great sizes out of it, so perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it gets the job done. And that's the that's the main thing, right? It's about getting that job done. 
Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> and, and now what are we shooting yeah. for? Everything is for social media now anyways, right? <laughs> That's true. And people are going to look at it on uh, on a little tiny screen at the end of the day, right? And yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how they're going to see it. That's funny that you say that, man, because I actually have uh, a band as well. We've been working on our first uh, EP. The band is called Acid Kitten. And cool. we were kind of brainstorming, you know, it's very important with that first EP, you know, you want to get the the uh, cover right and stuff like that. And we're going through all of these, you know, different ideas and these crazy vistas. And my buddy's saying, oh, we got to have this and this and this. And they'll be in this corner, all of this stuff going on, all of this detail. And then I was like, OK, but you're thinking of like a record, dude, that someone can look at and look at all that. I'm like, someone is going to I pulled up my my phone and I was like they're gonna look at this uh, uh, three inches by you know not even oh yeah <laughs> an inch by an inch <laughs> yeah. on the screen like that's what they're gonna see we need to think about that right and yeah, yeah. that is kind oh, of yeah. a, a sad thing I guess about photography and art maybe but I don't know it's the truth it's the truth <laughs> yeah like yeah it's, it's true like all my clients like every all my commercial shoots everything I end up shooting for is typically goes onto social media or their websites and that is yeah. it so they do do printing for annual ports, but still, it's not like uh, we're doing billboards anymore, you know, and even the billboards are all digital anyways, right? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they are. That's true. Yeah, there's there. Yeah. They, they are all digital. And the one right outside of my door here tells me or right outside my window tells me to eat burgers. And sometimes they <laughs> sometimes they line up because there's actually two that I can see. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I sometimes they're both doing burgers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was driving down the Gardener, and uh, one of those electronic billboards had one of my ads I shot. For oh, cool, man! A client, it was a pharmaceutical. That's so cool. And I wish I, I wish I could have stopped on the side to take a picture with my phone, but I'm like, oh my god, look at that! It's there, and it just swipes to the next one, and it's like it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, but then you can see that, like the quality. It's not like you know back in the day where it's like you know you see those guys rolling the print on there, and yeah. you got that crazy detail. But no, it's like it right. happens so quick, even as a a massive billboard it's like a three second four second viewing time on it <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy how much things have changed man but you do you oh, do yeah. have to uh evolve with it and it also seems like it's kind of getting compressed as well where sometimes yeah. the you know the changes that would have happened before over like a 20-year period now happen in a two-year period or something right like oh yeah it, it, it's kind of accelerating in that way but you know, and it is tough because you get into a certain workflow. The workflow thing is always the tough thing to adapt. But, you know, if the the benefit of that is that you get time back, like yes. you're saying, then, oh, yeah. yeah, then I'd say that's worth unless it. You're, unless you're shooting in bursts <laughs> and you got a thousand rods you got to go through. <laughs> Which I don't recommend, you know, just because you can. Yeah, I know. Just because yeah, you can I know. doesn't mean you should. So <laughs> it's true that, true that. But uh, yeah, man, this has been a great conversation, Michael. Thank you so much awesome. for uh, being on here. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to uh, to talk a little bit with me here. I definitely learned a lot by speaking with you, and that's really what it's all about. You know, that's yeah. uh, why I love doing this podcast at the end of the day and bringing it to the audience. Uh, just you, can, you learn a lot just by talking to other photographers, honestly. And you know, sometimes you try to be the the smart genius person in your lab by yourself, like you know, uh, <laughs> wow, I'll discover the perfect photo. I just needs a little bit, yeah, right. And and you yeah. know, it's oh, not yeah. really, it's not really about that. It's more about getting uh, opening your mind, speaking with other people. So I appreciate hearing your perspective and appreciate you being on here. 
Oh, thank you for having me. This is awesome. This is really great. Thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. Um, before we get out of here, I'll start running that. Uh, see, this is some professional podcaster <laughs> shit. Start running that outro music. Do it. Here it comes. Outro music. Uh, <laughs> where can people find you online? I mean, I found you on Instagram. Maybe that's a good place to start. Instagram is awesome. Or my, uh, yeah, probably Instagram is the best. I've got uh, my website, uh, uh, michaeltphotography.com. But mm -hmm. uh, it, it's linked from my uh, Instagram as well. But uh, Instagram is the way to go. Everyone looks at Instagram as the website type I'm finding. It's the kind quickest of, and easiest yeah. way. Yeah. It's the quickest and easiest way to contact people and remember Absolutely. all the freaking people that you know, right? You got, uh, yes. you know, 2,000 people here that you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, yeah. Yeah. Got a list of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's Michael T Photography One on Instagram if you want to find him. I guess some other Michael T's are trying to steal your. Pardon shine. me? The, so, some other oh. Michael T's are trying to steal your. your yeah, user. there are. Oh, yeah, so I have to go Michael T1. There we go. <laughs> Well, if you're listening, other Michael T's, you know, he's the real one. Let him know. The original gangster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been out here shooting Nikon. Film days, yo. Slumming it since the film days on Nikon, you know? Jeez. Absolutely. Give the guy a break. Let him have the Instagram. Uh, yeah, if you want to check out some more of my stuff, uh, I'm doing a little bit of music stuff. You can check that out. Uh, Jared Poirier, if you search that on YouTube. Uh, if you want to get in touch with this podcast, maybe you're a photographer and maybe you want a guest on this podcast. Michael just said it was fun. You know, there were moments that we got worried, but we got through it and we had a good time and we learned stuff. So you got to be ready for anything. But if you are... <laughs> <laughs> photo underscore friends underscore pod uh send me a message there thank you again uh michael do you have any random things to tell the people before we get out of here memes are awesome check out some funny memes Ch check out some memes 